podcast. My name is Ryan Furman. I'm a certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. The website is mainlyplants.com. Um, you can follow me on social media at mainlyplants across all the platforms, uh, or you can get a hold of me through email, ryan at mainlyplants.com. Uh, advertising, let's get this out of the way. So a lot I want to talk to you about, guys about today. So the first one, Love Goodly, lovegoodly.com. Um, Love Goodly is a fast-growing women's subscription box with a mission to help women switch to healthier, non-toxic, vegan, and cruelty-free beauty and skincare products. It's really cool. Uh, they actually sent me a sample box, and I was, um, I was very impressed by it. So what happens is it's a bi-monthly box, which means you get it every other month, and you get four to five full-size products in each box. Now, there are two types of, of uh, boxes. You either get the Essential, which is like 30 bucks, or the VIP, which is $48. But the Essential, which is 30, 30, uh, $30, is always valued at over $85. And the VIP, which is $48, is always valued at over $115. So you're getting a lot of savings. And the beauty about this is, you know, there's a lot of boxes out there that when you when you get your box in, there's like a million products in there and you it's really hard to use them all. And they come every month and it's a bunch of little samples. This one is every other month, four to five products. You can really, you know, narrow it down to what you like and what you don't like. Um, head over to lovegoodly.com, that's L-O-V-E-G-O-O-D-L-Y.com. Enter mainly plants at checkout, get $7 off your first box. Really great way to find out which products you like, and all their products are cruelty-free and vegan and uh, eco-friendly. Then we have Syllabake. You guys have heard me talk about them before. They are really, really cool. Um, it's Syllabake, S-I-L-I-B-A-K.com. So it's like Syllabake, but without the E on the end. Syllabake.com. They are the only company to offer 100% eco-friendly recyclable and non-toxic silicone bakeware. They do not have any BPA, so there's no no endocrine disruptors in them. You guys have heard me talk about that before. They're FDA approved, they're non-stick, they're oven safe, microwave safe, freezer safe, dishwasher safe, and uh, it's really cool because they collapse, so you can store them a lot easier. They have a ton of stuff on the website, so many cool things, and it's really not expensive at all. Little money goes a long way. So head on over to syllabake.com. Again, that's S-I-L-I-B-A-K.com. Use discount code MP20 at checkout. Get 20% off your order. And last but not least, Viome. It's V-I-O-M-E.com. They are changing the uh, the self-help, uh, self-help healthcare uh, world. Really cool company. What you do is... They're going to send you a kit when you sign up. You send back a tiny little stool sample, and it's super easy to use. It's not bad at all. Um, you send it back in. They analyze it, and you log in through your smartphone to your own custom account, and they're going to have all of your information there in terms of how healthy your gut bacteria is, how healthy your microbiome is, what foods you should be eating more of, what foods you should not be eating at all, and what foods you should be limiting. Uh, in order to have the best health possible. If you are unaware why you should be very concerned about your gut health, you should listen to my interview with Dr. Stephen Barry 
Uh, it was, I think, uh, two episodes ago. And uh, what they're doing over there is amazing stuff. It, uh, you know, I always talk about how important blood tests are to see how your, your uh, insides are, your, your overall health. Um, this just adds another level to it. It's really fascinating stuff. It really allows you to take your health into your own hands. Um, head on over to Viome.com. That's V-I-O-M-E.com. Enter keyword plants at checkout. Get $50 off. So this week, I'm going to talk about a few uh, kind of thoughts that I have, and then we're going to get into sleep a little bit and why sleep is important and uh, some of the effects if you don't get good a, a good sleep. So to start, I, it's come to my attention that a lot of people that listen to the podcast and follow me on social media um, are unaware of what I do and um, how I fit into your equation for achieving the health that you want to achieve. So basically, what I do is, and the way that it works, is you contact me through email or you can go to the website um, and you can fill out the little form. But basically, you tell me, hey, Ryan, I want my free 15-minute phone consultation with you. We set up a time to talk. I'll give you a call. We'll chat for a bit, 15, 20 minutes, kind of get your goals uh, you know, in line, um, what you're hesitant about, what you're afraid about, if you have any allergies. You just kind of paint a, a broad picture for me. From there, I will offer and send you a list of different plans that I think will help you achieve your goal. And I, I work with you in terms of if you have a budget, and I work with you in terms of how uh, involved you want me to be in the process. And from there, we pick a plan, or you can go a la carte, and, uh, and we help you achieve, I help you achieve your goals. You know, it's really hard sometimes to get started. Actually, oftentimes, most times, it's really hard to, to change gears and go the other way with your health and with your, with your dietary habits. And that's what I'm here to do. Um, I, I never tell you, you know, you have to do this or you have to do that. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, a jockey. I'm not going to whip you. Essentially, I give you the tools and the information that you need, and I say, hey, listen, if, the, if you want to get to this point, here's what you need to do. And I'm here for accountability. I'll help you reach those goals, but ultimately, the onus lies on you. And what you need to know up front is that I'm no bullshit, right? A lot of, a lot of nutritionists and personal trainers and stuff will... I don't want to say coddle, but for lack of a better word, coddle, because they want to be nice and they want, you know, they want everybody to smile. And that's nice, and I'm not mean, but I'm going to give it to you straight. You know, if you're fat, you're, I'm going to tell you you're fat, you need to lose the weight because X, Y, and Z can happen. Um, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, then you know how, how I present stuff. And I'm never going to yell at you, I'm never going to put you down, but I will hold you accountable. And I do that because I want to see you achieve success. I want to see you um, be the healthiest that you can be and the healthiest that you want to be. So that's kind of what the process is for that. But it all starts off with a simple 15-minute free consultation. I never try to sell you anything over the phone. Um, I'll, I'll gain a picture of what you're looking to do. And then I'll put together some plans and I'll shoot it off to you an email. You take however long you want. You get back to me uh, with your thoughts. Moving gears from that, it, 
I, you know, I, I talk to people every day that are not clients, uh, friends, family members, acquaintances, people I meet at the gym, everybody, and you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, hesitancy to switching to the whole food plant based diet, and I get it. You know, it's scary changing things from how you've been doing it for years. Um, and a lot of people will say, you know, well, I'll give it a try. I, I can't say that phrase, give it a try. And that when you when you say I'll give it a try, don't even bother, really, because you're already deciding that you're going to fail. Give it a try is not saying you're going to do it. What I require from you is you giving me a commitment. You know, when you get married, you don't say, you know, I'll give it a try in your vows. You say you will. You say you do. I do. So it's the same type of thing for for your health. If you're going to make the change and decide to make that change and, and decide to be healthy, then it's an I do. It's not a give it a try, right? And, you know, people are picky. I get it. There are certain things that I hate. Um, actually, the only plant that I won't eat in my whole food plant-based diet is cilantro. Can't handle it. I know there's a bunch of people saying I'm nuts because it's delicious. There's also some people saying that they get it. It's it's the devil. It's so bad I can't stand cilantro. But what I want you to think about is not what you won't eat. All right, stop with saying I won't eat this or that. Okay, would if you had a heart attack, would you? And the doctor said you need a bypass surgery. Would you say, mm, nah, I'm not. I, I don't, I'm not, not going to do that. I won't do that. No, you need to do what you need to do in order to get healthy. And if you have to eat some plants that you don't necessarily like at first, that's what you have to do. Um, your taste buds will change. You'll train yourself to, to like it. You'll train yourself to be okay with it. But what you need, what you need to understand is that, and, and I'm speaking to the people who are sick right now, whether they have diabetes or cancer or pre-diabetic or, or obese or whatever, whatever you, you are, You've done certain. You've done things a certain way for a long time, and now you need to go hard in the other direction to get your body to homeostasis. And you know, I'm not saying you have to eat everything that is terrible that you hate, but you're going to have to eat some stuff that you might necessarily not want to eat, and that's just the way that it is. And you need to understand that I'm committed to your excess, your success. I'm committed to your success. And I need you to be just as committed. And what that calls for, and you've heard me mention it before on the podcast, is when you change your habits, it takes anywhere from six weeks to three months, but generally about six weeks, to really kind of shift that gear, to really get into the other frame of mind and to change your taste buds and to you know rewire your, your pathways. So what I'm asking from you if you decide to move forward, is give me six weeks. That's all I'm asking for. Now, in those six weeks, you're going to see changes physically, and you're going to feel changes. You're going to feel amazing, and you're going to you're going to see these results and want to push even harder because the the best thing to drive you is results, especially if you can see them, and especially if you wake up without those migraines and without that midday fogginess. If you think about it, six weeks is nothing. You know, it's already 
June. The year is halfway over already, and at least for me, it, it went like that. So six weeks is nothing, especially if it sets you up for good health for the rest of your life, right? Now, I want you to think about it this way, okay? You put on your seatbelt, you get in your car, you go for a drive, you put on your seatbelt, right? But why do you do that? Because you want to be safe, because you value your life. Well, the odds of dying in a car crash are about 100, or 1 in 645. So 1 in 645 for a car crash. And I can, I, I can bet you, at least being an Arizonan and having you know monsoon season, which is a lot of electrical storms, um, when there's thunder and lightning outside, I'm not going to go to the highest point on the roof. I'm not going to go to the middle of a golf course because I don't want to get struck by lightning. But the odds of being struck by lightning are 1 in 161,856. So very unlikely, right? Even dying in a car crash, that's very unlikely, 1 in 645. But we still do these things to protect ourselves from, from getting hurt. Now think about it this way. The odds of an American dying from heart disease is 1 in 4. The odds for males and females dying from cancer, now this is an average of all cancers across the board, so there is a sliding scale here, um, but on average, um, the average of dying, the, the odds of dying from cancer is one in five. So are you taking the same precautions to not die from cancer and heart disease as you are when you get into the car and fasten your seatbelt? And it should be, it should be second nature to you to, to value your life through food, right? I hope, I hope that opens some doors and I hope that put things into perspective for you. You know, I know I do. I know I, when I get in the car, the first thing I do is put my seatbelt on because I value my life. I value my well-being. And for the same reason, I eat healthy and I hope that you do too. Now, I'm not trying to lecture you or anything. You, you are all your own people. You can make your own decisions. I just, I, I want you to see things from a different perspective and see things as, as I see them, somebody who is immersed in in healthy eating, healthy dietary practices, immersed in physical fitness. And, you know, I, I might see things a different way. So I hope that I kind of shifted your perspective a little bit if you're not yet on that whole food plant-based diet. Now, having said that, if you didn't see my podcast, or my, um, my podcast, my um, Instagram post uh, from a couple nights ago, it's a picture of me, I do want to make clear that no one's perfect. There's there's no there's no one person in the world that does everything 100% right. And that that is the same in diet and that's the same in exercise. We all slip up. We all eat some things we shouldn't once in a while. That's okay. That's being human. It's not about perfection. It's about progress. If you set yourself up for perfection, you're setting yourself up for failure. If you set yourself up for progress, you're setting yourself up to win. So think of it this way. Don't try and, and strive for perfection. Just try and do better than you did the day before. And before you know it, you're going to be doing the best that you possibly can. It's that easy. It's one step at a time. And that way, it doesn't seem quite as daunting. Okay, I want to shift gears and, and get into sleep. Um, the podcast is like uh, almost, almost almost over, halfway over two-thirds over. 
So sleep is often overlooked in terms of why people might be feeling bad and the long-term effects. And there's a lot of people that kind of pride themselves on being able to function off little sleep. And now whether you can do that or not, it's not a great idea, okay? Um, a lack of sleep can affect your physical performance. If you're getting six hours of sleep or less, your time to physical exhaustion drops by up to 30%. And lactic acid builds up quicker the less that you sleep. So your exercise is going to suffer. Your physical fitness is going to suffer. Uh, even your, your work performance is going to suffer. And the, ability to, uh, the ability of your lungs to expire CO2 and inhale oxygen decreases. The less sleep that you have, the lower your peak muscular strength, the lower your vertical jump height, and the lower your peak running speed. You also have a higher injury risk. Now, one study showed a 60% increase in probability of injury comparing people who get nine hours of sleep at night to those who get five. And uh, your stability muscles fail earlier when you're not getting enough sleep. You'll get wobbly. You have higher chances of you know, rolling an ankle, breaking a leg, that kind of a thing. We need, as humans, we need between seven to nine hours each night. Now, once you get below seven, you can actually measure impairments of the brain. Now, having said that, there is a small fraction of the population, which is less than 1%, that has a certain gene that allows them to survive on five hours of sleep. Now, getting back to the, the odds that I gave you before of lightning, you are more likely to be struck by lightning than to have that gene. Okay? So... Odds are, far and away, you don't have it. Odds are, you can't get by with five hours of sleep. Odds are, you need that seven to nine hours a night. And, you know, some people, like, you know, some people even give me shit because I make sure that I get enough sleep. If I have less than, like, eight, nine hours of sleep, I can't function well. I really feel the effects. And some people give me shit. And it's like, listen, it's not like I'm using up your sleep. You can get as much sleep as you want. Let me do my thing. I want some more sleep. I'm going to get my sleep. You go do your sleep. So don't let people give you shit for it. Um, if you have a hard time falling asleep, there are some things that you can do. Um, and even staying asleep. You know, I sometimes toss and turn a lot. But the key is regularity. That's the most important thing. Try and go to bed and wake up around the same time every day. The last hour of the day, you want to try and stay away from any screens. They emit blue light, which is not good for your brain. It disrupts the circadian rhythm. And you want to turn off most of the lights in your house uh, around two to three hours before bedtime if you can. You also need to keep your room cool. Your brain needs to drop its temperature two to three degrees Fahrenheit in order to sleep. Um, if you have a hard time keeping your room cold, there are these things called chill pads that you can put underneath your blankets that actually, um, some of them circulate cold water and will drop you drop the temperature that way. You can also sleep naked. I don't prefer to do that. I like to sleep in my underwear, but sleep naked. Give it a try because you sleep better when you're cold. Um, you can also try warming your hands and your feet to move the blood away from your core out to the surface. Okay, so 
you can even try going to sleep with socks and gloves on or taking a, right ba uh, a warm bath right before bed. Now with a warm bath, you get what's called uh, vasodilation. That's when you get like rosy cheeks and red skin and all the blood rushes to the surface. And when you get out, you have a, this big massive dump of heat from the body and your core body temperature plummets. Now I wanna make sure you understand that. You're bringing your blood towards the surface and doing that, you're cooling it off with the outside air. Thus, you're having uh, this massive cool down in your body temperature to allow you to fall asleep faster. Okay, you also wanna make sure that you don't go to bed too full, too full and you don't go to bed too hungry. Diets high in sugar and low in fiber tend not to be good for sleep. And that's the standard American diet. High in sugar, low in fiber. If you're whole food plant-based, you're low in sugar, high in fiber. And, and when you have that high sugar, low fiber, um, it results in less uh, deep sleep and your sleep ends up being more fragmented. Um, you can also try using melatonin. Uh, it's also super useful if you're traveling um, like cross country or, or internationally between time zones because it fools your brain into thinking it's time to go to bed. Uh, but once you're stable, sleeping in that new time zone or once you're stable sleeping at home it melatonin really doesn't have a long-term uh, advantage towards sleep it's more of a placebo effect which is pretty amazing if you use melatonin regularly now uh, most of that is your placebo effect now if you are if you are taking it right now and you've been taking it for a while and it's working keep taking it it's not going to hurt you it doesn't hurt your body at all um, as we age, our circadian rhythm starts to get blunted. And this is especially useful where uh, nightly use of melatonin is beneficial. Okay? Think of it this way. The shorter you sleep on average, the shorter your lifespan. Short sleep predicts all-cause mortality. Wakefulness compared to sleep is low-level brain damage. Now, sleep offers a repair mechanism for this. So when you're awake, you're getting very, very, very minute brain damage. It's normal. It's not something to be freaked out about. And when you sleep, your body's repairing this brain damage. Now, during deep sleep at night, there is a sewage system in the brain that cleanses the brain of all the metabolic toxins that have accumulated throughout the day, that quote-unquote low-level brain damage. Now, one of those toxins is called beta amyloid, which is responsible for the underlying mechanism of Alzheimer's disease. Okay, pay attention here. The less you sleep, the more of that plaque builds up. Now, insufficient sleeps is the most significant lifestyle factor for determining whether or not you'll develop Alzheimer's disease. Um, pair that with a plant-based diet and you have a big defense against it because diseases of the brain have been shown to be linked to diet as well because that those plaques clog up your brain. So if you eat a whole food plant-based diet and get enough sleep, your odds of getting Alzheimer's disease drastically diminish. Insufficient sleep is also linked to bowel, prostate, and breast cancer. Now, the World Health Organization has decided to classify any form of nighttime shift work as a probable carcinogen. If you work night shift, 
you have a higher risk of developing cancer. That's how important sleep is to you. Shift workers have higher rates of obesity, diabetes, and cancer. Um, there are these things called leptin and ghrelin, and, and both control appetite and weight. Leptin tells our brain that we're full, and ghrelin does the opposite. It becomes the hunger hormone. It's easy to remember. Ghrelin sounds like growl. Your stomach growls when it's hungry. Ghrelin tells you when you're hungry. Now, with less sleep, leptin gets suppressed, and ghrelin gets ramped up. So people sleeping four to five hours a night will on average eat two to 300 extra calories a day. That's 70,000 extra calories each year, which translates into about 10 to 15 pounds of body mass based on average exercise across uh, Americans. Think about that. If you sleep less, you're gonna gain 10 to 15 pounds a year. That's a lot of weight. Lack of sleep is a critical factor in the obesity epidemic, okay? It's, it's important, just like food's important, just like what you nourish your body with. You gotta, you know, think about it this way. Food is, is your body's fuel. Food is what allows your body to recover. But sleep is, is the, the, the umbrella for which all this happens. Your body heals itself when it's sleeping with you know, the nutrients that you get from your food. So if you pair those two together, you have a winning combination. But if you're shit at one or the other, boy, it's gonna have a big impact on you. One out of every two adults in America is not getting the recommended eight hours of sleep between seven and nine hours. One out of every three people are trying to survive on six hours or less of sleep. The average American adult is sleeping six hours and 31 minutes during the week. It used to be 7.9 hours in 1942. The number of people who can survive on six hours of sleep or less, rounded to a whole number and expressed as a percentage of the population is, can you take a guess? Remember I told you it was, it was less than 1%, so it could be 0.9, could be 0.8. But the number of people who can survive on six hours of sleep or less rounded to a whole number and is expressed as a percentage of the population is zero. You are not that person. Now the tricky thing is that you don't know you're sleep deprived when you're sleep deprived. It's kind of like I'm sure a few, at least a few listeners have been drunk before or buzzed. Let's go with buzzed. And you know, you're like, no, no, I'm good. I, I, I'm good. I, I can drive. But you probably shouldn't be driving, right? because you're probably more buzzed than you think that you are. It's the, kind of the same thing with sleep. You might feel a little tired, you might know that you didn't get enough sleep and you might feel fine. You're worse than you think that you are. Underslept employees will take on fewer work challenges and are more likely to slack off in groups and are less likely to come up with creative solutions because their brain isn't running as efficiently. Less sleep does not equal more productivity. Like I mentioned before, some people are, are proud to say, I only need four to five hours of sleep because I, I'm working so much. Well, in the long run, you're not being as productive as you would be if you got seven to nine hours of sleep. So you really need to make sure that you're getting enough sleep. It's super, super important. Otherwise, your body's not repairing itself and healing itself optimally with all, that, all those good nutrients that you're putting into it from a whole food plant-based diet. Um, 
Questions, comments, concerns, please email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. I'm going to get out of here. You guys have a great weekend. Be sure to rate and review the podcast. Pass it along to a friend. Um, email me if you want your free 15-minute consult. Let's talk. Let's make sure you hit your goals, whether it's just um, you, you, know, you want your summer beach body or you want to totally revamp uh, your lifestyle. And until next week, go eat a salad.